Good morning and welcome to According to Courtney. I'm Courtney West and if this is your first time joining us, welcome. And if you're a repeat, so good to have you again. So here on According to Courtney, I love to be able to like come and give you beautiful facts about different ways that you can fill your cup, find um, specialties with mental health, things with black maternal health and everything in between. Today, we're sitting and talking about what happens after you've had your baby and you're breastfeeding and you're having some difficulties and you've talked to your doula and they've tried some help and it's still not getting there. Who do you call in? And many times you call into a lactation consultant in the beginning portion, but if you need some more help, you call into an IBCLC. And then you may be asking, what is that? Well, that's what we're gonna go over today with our great guest. So we're gonna go ahead and introduce our first, our guest for today. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Doing wonderful. I'm so glad to have you here. So today we have Miss Deidre Washington. She is an IBCLC in the local community who's doing amazing things. So I'm so glad to have you here on our show today. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm honored. I'm so glad. So every time I open up a show, I open it up the same way. I always love to ask these first three questions to kind of ground the space. So I always like to ask people, what is your name and what is the meaning behind your name? Where are you from? Meaning where are your people from? And then what do you want to bring into the space today to share? All right. Well, my name is Deidre Washington. Uh, that's a really funny question, Courtney. I do not know the meaning of my name. No problem. I've never looked it up. I'm going to do that right after we get off this call. <laughs> And my intention today is just to hang out with you, you know, a very good friend of mine, um, and also just share some of my knowledge and share what it is that I do for work um, mm-hmm. and, you know, the the type of services that I can provide um, and just a glimpse into what it is to breastfeed and maybe have difficulties and through the, in, the lens of a Black person that has mm-hmm. breastfed. Um, and that strives to support Black people through their journey, especially um, because we have unique and different issues and, you know, things in the background that we need to address. Um, and it's, it's not always breastfeeding, it's other things. So um, that, that would be my intention today. I love it. And you really touched on a lot of important points that, you know, that one, Black women do breastfeed. That is a common misconception for many people which is always hilarious to me because especially in the south you know that we fed everyone we breastfed everyone but people think that we really don't breastfeed and i love that we have you here so you know kind of just get through some of those misconceptions so first of all let's start off here what is an ibclc (laughs) an ibclc it stands for international board certified lactation consultant um just a fancy way of saying that i met a bunch of standards um i had to have a lot of specific educational requirements um i had to accumulate clinical experience over a portion of time and i had to pass a comprehensive exam um so it's kind of like the gold standard in lactation mm-hmm. we have to have the most amount of experience in education um for the clinical side and also for counseling as well mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of what i am um there's a bunch of other certifications that you can get in this space um When we use the general term lactation consultant, that can be anybody that provides um, lactation support with any type of training or certification. So there's CLCs, which is a certified lactation consultant. I actually have that um, credential as well, um, just because I think it's important to uphold that counseling portion. That's one of my favorite parts is like the listening and kind of understanding the point of view of our our families. That's Um, really important. Yeah. So there's so many other ones. Um, There's peer counselors that are moms that are in the community helping other moms because they've been breastfeeding. Um, A myriad of so many different credentials. Mm -hmm. And all these credentialings are so important. Like myself, I'm a lactation consultant along with being a doula 
and you know i i my overall joke is i can help you with the basics as a mother who breastfed two children one for two and a half years one for three and a half years but when right. it starts to get hairy i call in my people i <laughs> the joke is I don't deal with the titties. I deal with what's under the below. If you need the titty work, uh, I call them my titty people. So it's all there you good. Because go. everyone has their passions with it. And speaking of that, what got you into lactation and put you on this journey to become an IBCLC? Sure. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, it stems back just from when I was younger. I've always been like inclined to help people. Um, and married with that is that I my sisters and I, we've always been really active and in athletics and things like that. So um, in college, it was it was important for me to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. I landed on athletic training in the beginning, which is like way different from lactation. Um, I wanted to be a trainer for like a sports team. I play volleyball. I liked kind of that. Um, did you really? I did. I me too. That's all like. I did wanted you? to be, I did. I want to be an athletic trainer for the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's what I oh went when I first God. went into nursing. My whole got through, I was like, I'm going to be an athletic trainer. I'm yes. Gonna football players, and I'm going to make them my husband. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was a similar. whole goal. <laughs> yeah, similar, similar, very similar. Um, I dated athletes and things like that. That's another story for another day. <laughs> Child, we ain't even going to go there. I had a baby by one, too. Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Don't go there. Um, so I went to college, I went into the athletic training program. I did not get in. Um, so I was like, I need to figure something out and I'm not trying to stay in college all day. I mean, all for the rest of my life. So I got into nutrition and dietetics. Um, and in one of my classes, we learned about humans first nutrition, which is breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. They did not go over a lot of stuff. They were like, Hey, there's this thing. Most people should do it. And I was like, you know, it came in my mind and left. Um, fast forward, my first big girl job was for the state of Florida. I was a nutritionist for the WIC program. And yeah, one of our parts of our job was to support and educate about breastfeeding. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, never really thought about it up until this point. And then I was just like, taken aback by how many people had problems, how many people couldn't do it. And I'm looking and I'm like, black people have the most problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And just that really started my journey down, like trying to understand and support these families. Um, We got a little bit of training on the job about, you know, just the basics. Mm -hmm. And I found very quickly that those basics that I learned is not enough to like help these families reach their goal and, um, you know, what we're supposed to tell them is you're supposed to exclusively breastfeed for the first six months. Most people weren't hitting that goal. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I went down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out and up my skills because, you know, I, I wanted to support these people better than this basic stuff that I had. So um, I became a certified lactation consultant. I mean, I'm sorry, a certified lactation counselor and, you know, found my way through, um, through mentorship and things like that, that I, I could have um, the credential of IBCLC. Um, So that's kind of where I got started with it. That's so awesome. And it's such a beautiful thing that it's just something that's always, you've always wanted to help people. And I love that nutrition brought you here because it is, it's the first nutrition that is given. And we always really preach that. I know I do when it comes to breastfeeding, it's like, you don't understand the immunity you're giving your baby for even just breastfeeding for three days, what you give and what your body is so amazing, what your body can make and that you're able to make this. Exactly. Um, yeah. You hit on a point that I think is very interesting and I would like to like kind of come back to is that you stated in you working with WIC, you noticed that, you know, black families had the most difficulty. Yes. What type of difficulties did you see and why do you think they've had more difficulties? Um, you know, I saw a lot of just like misinformation mm-hmm. and just, you know, even basic things like breast milk and formula are the same and 
you know, just educating that they're completely different. Yes, they're food and a baby can thrive on either one, but just teaching them that the natural, the normal food that we're supposed to eat is human milk. Uh Um, You know, that if, you know, there's so many, if you breastfeed your baby, nobody can watch your baby because your baby is going to be so clingy and things like that. Uh Um, So kind of breaking that down and, understanding like not just in my early days at wake i would like jump in and just like give facts yeah and then over time i found that like stepping back and listening and getting to the actual root of the problem so what sounds like i don't want to breastfeed and um you know it's not something i even want to do really meant like i'm scared And nobody in my family has done it. I haven't seen anything. I don't know where to get support. Um, So really like finding the root of some of those problems um, is something I came across in my time at WIC. Um, That the, there's generational and there's historical trauma so even learning about that, I remember you did a presentation at TGH. I think that was the first time I've seen you speak. That was the first time we saw each other in passing. Yeah. Yes. And I was just, you know, blown away by by the impact of like how this nation started. And like you said at the top of the story, I mean, at the top of this call that um, we fed this country, like literally. Um, and just helping families unpack that no do we need to talk about how our great great grandmothers were wet nurses and that's why it's affecting you now no it's about listening and seeing you know what their issues are and things like that so absolutely there has to be a balance and like i know a lot of times with my clientele they we we will go there i'll be like well who breastfed around you Mm -hmm. well no one i said okay who's encouraging you to breastfeed you well, no one. I said, well, why? Mm-hmm. It's like, right. and it's always the same. Well, they all say that there's no one to watch my baby and mm-hmm. no one will take it because your baby be too clingy and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I have to break mm-hmm. it down for them a lot of times and say, hey, let's, let us let me talk to you about something so you won't take it right. so personal. It's that society said that love, we weren't allowed to love our babies. Correct. We couldn't hold our babies. We couldn't have our babies near. We had to give our milk away to someone mm-hmm. else for the nutritional mm-hmm. bias of it. And you got the leftovers. And so right. what they're trying to do is not to not be loving. What they're mm-hmm. trying to do is to set you up. That has been passed down generation to generation. So when enslaved people would breastfeed their babies and that their babies to snatch from them the trauma Correct. that causes. So exactly. you're passing down generational trauma. So yeah. don't take it to the point of your mom doesn't love you and doesn't want to support you. She was taught and probably told that formula was just as good as breast milk. Or actually, a lot of times, black women were told that your better. breast milk was right, wasn't good enough, and that formula was better, which is very interesting because most black and brown people have lactose allergies. Mm, and so more formulas are not fortified for our bodies and our babies tend to get sicker sometimes. Correct. Or have higher allergies that would normally wouldn't be there if you breastfed. And a lot of times we tell them that they're like, oh. Yeah. Yep. And it's really interesting. Um, I was finding that it was just common for Black people to think that babies need formula. Like, it's like, I breastfeed a little bit and that's nice. But like, all right, now when it's time to eat, they need formula. And it's it was a little bit of that miseducation of like, feeding and caring for your baby are not two separate events. Like it's all the same. Um, And understanding that you're giving nutrients at the breast, yes, but you're also giving love, support, warmth, snacks, drinks, all of that kind of stuff. So they're not independent of each other. It's all part of it. Absolutely. And also going against that misconception that babies are supposed to be born independent. Mm Mm-mm. Yes, and that and that's not a cultural conception of things that are normal here, right? But right. it's been made normal to think that okay, you're supposed to put this baby down. This baby just been in your body for nine months, right? Exactly. You're gonna put it in a in a in a little crib that's not warm, and mm-hmm. they're gonna be okay. And right. that if you are loving and coddling and comforting your child, you're a bad parent. Where mm-hmm. else do you teach this? 
nowhere else and you don't see this heavy in any other population but us that is yeah. very very much push and it's usually yeah. by our own family members that is. this is we gotta get this going we like they don't need to be so clingy like um they need to cry it out figure it out because that's how it had to be in the past. That's how it had to be in the past. Right. And having to have those conversations, I feel like with, with breastfeeding, that's the, the main conversation. And I, I think, I know for me, I was very blessed that I was raised in a household with my mother and my grandmother who didn't believe in that. My mother mm -hmm. couldn't breastfeed long periods of time because she was caught and no one would give her the time. And so she, we did the formulas and I was allergic to everything. So I had to go mm -hmm. old school on goat's milk. I was like, yeah. and that, but yeah. we only knew that because of my grandmother. And she's like, yo, we got to give this kid some goat's milk or someone going, we don't have no wet nurses. This is what it right. is. Right. Yeah. And so I find that very interesting with my children. I was the only one in my family that breastfeed. My mother, my grandmother tried with her oldest child, no, her second oldest child, and she was allergic to her milk. And that did mm. something to her internally that she yeah. was just like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good on this and um you know i remember doing it and everyone was like how long are you gonna do this for like right. you don't have no shame like what is this exactly doing? but it took the evidence of my first one for doing it for two and a half years for them to be like oh yeah. let's compare okay. this child to this like my child never got sick exactly never had neither one of my children have ever had ear infections before mm -hmm. and just you know really having to praise the benefits of it and then for that, the second time around, seven years later, I didn't catch any more flack from it. They're just like, right. this is what Courtney does. Please just be quiet. <laughs> Leave her alone. It's a fight that right. you really don't want. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I want the smoke. <laughs> I want, listen, that was my whole thing. I want the smoke and the fire. Come, come right. with it. Cause I would openly breastfeed. I was not, I didn't have cover yeah. babies. And right. I, a lot of times people are like, you need to be, they they make breastfeeding and modesty go hand in hand that you <laughs> must be a unmodest person if you breastfeed. And if you do, you have to cover yourself all the mm -hmm, way up mm -hmm, to mm -hmm, feed. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was a very interesting concept because when I gave birth, I was in Tallahassee with God, my godparents who were Nigerian. So I was raised around a bunch of African people uh -huh. who didn't believe in that. So I would leave the room to go nurse or feed. And it took my Ooh. father pulling me out of the room. He said, why are you in here? Because we had family over and everything. So, well, I have to feed the baby. He said, but you're in the middle of eating. Well, I don't want to be, you know, mm -hmm. disrespectful. He pulled me. He pulled me out the room. He took wow. the blanket off the baby. He said, the baby needs sunlight to eat. But she's like, exactly. do you eat in the dark? He said, if you're not having cookies or anything, do you eat dinner in the dark? I was like, no. Right. I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, okay. And my child's father had encouraged me doing that. He's like, yes. He said, this is my house. You don't, you can leave. She doesn't have to do that. And he fed me my food. And he's like, I never right. was covering again. But it was so beautiful being in a room with 15 other women and their husbands. They're like, and they literally talked to me and then talked to him saying like, don't you ever tell your wife she needs to remove herself from her space and that she's not allowed to eat. Yeah. And like, this is community. How do you expect your exactly. child to grow into community if right. you're shaming your child and shaming her for feeding? And yes. that was such a comforting concept. So when I came back to St. Pete and doing this work, I came with that same smoke and fire to everybody with dad, right. mom, everybody. Hey, you eat in the dark? Exactly. In the oh, bathroom, like under a cover. Are you sweating while you're eating? No, my baby is not, does not need to be under this thing in the dark. They need to be looking at other people. So good job, dad. Thank you for pulling yeah. Courtney out of the, the bedroom. I, I pull it. I, I, I give, I give Jonathan, I'll do many phrases. I was like, nah, he raised different kind of kids. And I, I'm glad I had that yeah. aspect because then I could share it with other people because no one around me did that. Yeah, and when I'm talking to my moms, I tell them the exact same thing. Like, you're an ambassador. So you just sitting and feeding your baby and somebody else seeing you do it, like can open up floodgates and give them confidence that they can do the same thing. So keep it up, even just, just you know, doing your normal thing can be an inspiration to somebody else Absolutely. And, and i felt that too even like as a black lactation consultant like i understand this seat at the table that i have 
um, because there's not many of us. There's, I mean, the demographics in this profession, it's just staggering that um, it's like less than 3% of lactation professionals are black or IBCLCs are black. So I understand the weight that that carries and people look to me and when I show up and it's me, like I, I know that that's helpful um, because where else are you going to get that support from somebody that looks like you? And how important that is to have someone mm-hmm. that looks like you to give that support. Why do you think we don't have so many lactation consultants and IBCLCs of color in the industry? It's really hard to become a lactation consultant. Mm-hmm. So with my background in nutrition, like I had my degree, I had all the sciences already set up there. So just me having a bachelor's degree gave me that leg up. So anybody can become a lactation consultant. You have to have the sciences, like science courses. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have hands-on experience. So you need mentorship. I got that just from being an employee at WIC. I could mm-hmm. use my hours. Um, if you are not an employee of WIC or you don't have somebody that can mentor you for free, that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother yes. thing. The expense of this credential is just it's astronomical. So that's a barrier in and of itself. Um, There's a lot of gatekeeping in this profession. So it's not a very um, old profession. I think we've been around since 1986. It's the same year I was born. Um, (laughs) And it was started by white women, um, like La Leche League leaders. And then, you know, they they made a credentialing agency. And it just, there's a lot of barriers that make it hard for people of color to attain. So, you know, we try to change that. There are programs and um, different mentorships that people can get into if they are looking into getting into the profession, if they are having issues with um, some of those barriers of, you know, finding mentors, affording the the cost of the classes and the, the exam and all of that. So. I can tell when I, I looked into it a few years ago and that was my main barrier was because I didn't want to necessarily always have mentors that were white women. Mm-hmm. And at the time when I was looking, there was no other options mm-hmm. other than the test of the course and everything that came with it. Cause I would feel, you know, sometimes very uncomfortable because the conversations or what they were teaching, yes, had the scientific piece to it, but lacked the cultural piece of it. Yes. Yes. So when I would sit into there, I was like, I would, I, you know, and you're trying to be, you know, I'm a student, you're the teacher, but you're teaching <laughs> BS right now. And I'd be like, hold yeah. on, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. And I sit here and tell this black woman this, where you have no idea of the cultural background and the ramifications of what just came out of your mouth. You just destroyed mm-hmm. someone in 10 seconds mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. even understanding what you just did. And I felt like that was my main thing of like, all right. And I, and I I can say this, this was seven years ago. That's why I bailed out of doing it. I said, well, I already have yeah. my lactation consultants. I'm going to focus more on this part of it. And when, you know, the right ones come, and I and I am very blessed to know two, three Black IBCLCs. Yes. Which is so rare. I just be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to... <laughs> Because I gave y'all praises and credit. I'm like, I don't know how y'all do this. Because I know what I'm good at my realm of what I do. But that piece right there is so just getting through it. Yeah. Testing so much wasn't so much what I was concerned about. It was just doing the mentorship and sit through it was a lot. Absolutely. And, you know. I, I understand I have privilege in, in even the black community because I, the complexion of my skin, I have privilege, like, and I understand that. And I know that, and I know that people feel more comfortable with me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, me showing up with who, what I look like, people automatically kind of calm down a little bit. Oh, Deidre's this and that. So I'm gaining the knowledge but this knowledge is going to open the doors for other people. So I'm just like kind of standing back, um, getting what I need to do so it can open the floodgates. And that's really important to me is being that like kind of portal into this profession. 
um, for other black and brown people to come through. And I think that's, and that's so beautiful. And I like really push that for when I meet new people, they're like, you know, I like doula, but I really love lactation, but I don't know what I can do with it. Yeah. I am notorious. Do, do, are you in Tampa Bay area? <laughs> do, do you know Deidre Washington? Why don't you, here's her number. Here's her, right. here's her social media and yes. go talk to her. I said, the best thing you can do is ask questions. And I said, the, the thing I will tell you that is the most important thing is to have a really strong mentorship mm -hmm. and that mentorship where you can ask real questions right. from a cultural competent lens, not saying that you can't get good instruction and mentorship from other people, but mm -hmm. It's something to be able to say, hey, um, I have a client who is on her sixth child. She's never breastfed before. She works um, 60 hours a week and she's not getting enough nutrition. I don't yep. know how to help her. That's a yep. whole different conversation to have than you may get. You're going to get two different kind of answers, possibly, yeah. by just yep. having someone who has that cultural lens to be like, okay, it's okay. Yep. Yeah, because we we know what what you know we can kind of presume what she's going through, like her sixth kid, how people are perceiving her, um, you know those barriers that she has. Maybe she doesn't have that support. So like, what's understood doesn't have to be explained when you already are coming from that cultural understanding, as opposed to, you know the the feelings she may have to show up to say a white woman and she has to explain all of this stuff um to but to me she doesn't have to explain all of the stuff we can get right into it when i show up i can see my black families their shoulders immediate relax mm -hmm. because we we're the same not the same but like we're very similar they can look at you and feel that safety of you're not here to judge me. And I feel right. like I've, I've, I noticed that a lot of times in the black and brown community is that, you know, a lot of times like the, the narrative out here is that we don't breastfeed. Black people mm -hmm. don't breastfeed. It black is. people are not close and intimate with our newborns, which mm -hmm. I always find hilarious. I laugh about that all the time. Cause I'm like, so we can birth the nation we can be the midwives of the nations. We can be the wet nurses of the nations. We took care of, you know, the these slave owners' children, and we were great at that. But as soon as we're not doing that, then we are inadequate mm -hmm. to take care and care for our own. And having to always unpack that and right. have to tell people like, no, we're here. Mm -hmm. No, we do breastfeed. And then, you know, just having to be like, you know, holding space for that. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, and how do you hold space for people to that? Like, do they, do people reach out to you? Like, do they DM you? How do they, you know, say they want to be loved up by you? <laughs> um, I think just listening. So even like, Yes, people reach out to me, they DM me, and like, I just let them talk. I, I may ask a few questions and things like that, but like, I want to hear what your birth story is. I want to know exactly like what your um, concerns are. Like, even before we like book a consult and we're doing this like um, in depth thing, and I'm going through your medical history and all of that. I just want to know, how did you feel about your birth? Like, are we even a good match? So um, just really listening and not doing most of the talking. I think that is um, how, how I hold space for families because a lot of times they're getting talked over, especially in the, you know, in hospitals and things like that. Black people are not being heard. They're not being listened to. Um, so I always take that opportunity to listen first and then, you know, offer my suggestions or advice and things like that. Um, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's so important. And it's so beautiful that that's what you led with. It's like, I listen. And I feel like mm -hmm. to be a really good birth worker in general, you have to listen to what mm -hmm. is going on and hear what someone's experiences are. Yeah. Really and help them. And listen for that deeper meaning. It might seem like, you know, on the surface that 
um, I can't breastfeed or it's not working out, but it's really, I don't have enough support. My partner's not there. I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> you know, okay. things like that. So once we, once we kind of address those things, breastfeeding can be going fine. It's like these other things you're worried about going to work. You're worried about your pump. Do you have, you know, all these things set in place? So I'm listening out for those and I'll let them get it all the way out. I'm not punching in and saying, you know, giving facts right away. Oh, that's not right. And just shutting the conversation down. Mm-hmm. It's listening. It's nodding my head. Even the things that are in, incorrect, like I know what they're saying with it. Like I get it. Um, and like letting, like I said, letting them get it all out and then bringing it back and say, oh, I noticed that you said, um, you know, your baby's always hungry and that's why you give a bottle after you breastfeed. But it's really that your baby needs to be held and they want to be close to you. And, and, you know, when they hear that and they maybe try a suggestion that I gave, they're like, oh, it is that. I see that even though I breastfed, they looked full and satisfied and what I was doing is putting them in the crib and they automatically woke up and I assumed that meant that they didn't get enough and I'm like no mommy put them in the carrier sit on that couch and just chill and relax and you know giving them that permission to like really relax into like the love and the caring and all of that for the baby um and that breastfeeding is not separate from any of that I love that so we're actually at our midpoint right now so we're gonna nice yeah, I know. And this is our our nice musical segment today. And we're going to see yeah. what we're getting today. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, tonight, today, rather, uh, this is one of our blast artists. Uh, his name is Yamasani. And the name of this song is called Circle of Life. So let's check it out. It touches on previous lives and how your uh, how your karmas, how your karmic debt is what it's called in a previous life yeah. determines uh, what you do in this life, what happens to you in this life. Well, no, man, so like your like karmic debt fair, man, like turns into challenges that you've got to overcome in this life. And if you don't overcome the challenges, you're going to go do them again. So I already know that uh, like the temper and all that, I already know that that was one of my karmic debts. Um, uh, sexual energy, like just sexual addictions and things of that nature. I already know that was a part of my karmic debt. Like I know what I had to overcome. Alcoholism, I had to overcome that. You said karmic debt. Karmic. <clears throat> Oh, now that's real. Pops a rolling stone that flatten grass fields. My mandatory raps a passive vax bill. React like Drax will. Relax, I'm past chill. This manifestation of imagination is just a creation of communication within integration system like the Matrix filled with entertainment pastors education. Court appointed lawyers for blacks in litigation. Corporate enormous tax cut and evasion. Saw George Floyd on the news and couldn't take it. It's hard to type rope, walk it all, but I'm a Grayson. One day we not gonna be passive with the slaying. One day we might just put action to the saying one day we'll stop all the blasting and the spraying and stop carrying your weapons that will smith you like jaden to be free to you to them is disobeying they told you to get into heaven you needed praying they left out the heavens your thoughts and where you haven it's not you it's we it's deep it's complicated one day you have it one day you have it go away Scary movie when 
hands digging your plate to take the dividends, dollars and pennies you make. I'm transparent with you, even when you really opaque. Marcus Aurelius states, everything you hear is an opinion, not a fact. But is that really the case? Cause we all know planes leave a chemical trace. And we knew he was guilty, you see Zimmerman's face. And we all want to crash in the video chase. And we want that hottie to let us fill on her waist. And we know one day we will see God's grace transcend our body and be up in outer yeah, space. Right like a solar light, no, we can make everything alright. Take it serious, serious, it's an experience, experience, don't take it serious, serious, it's an experience, experience, shine bright like a solar light, know we can make everything alright, yeah. shine bright like a solar light, and know you can make everything alright, yeah. shine bright like a solar light, Yes, indeed. And that was Yamasani with Chiropractor C. Rich with Circle of Life. And if you are an independent artist, spoken word poet, or even up and coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. But Blast is also looking for the fans. So if you love great music, just like that song from Yamasani, you can go to blastmusic247.com register for free as a fan and have access to hundreds and hundreds of great independent music blast changing the industry one artist at a time all right ladies back thank you i love him i just love how the combination i love that song because it's like you're bright like a solar light and, right. Yeah, and it's a black. And the video, the video was lit too. He was like, yeah, it, he was really getting chiropractic work. He was though. That was a real adjustment. I felt that. I was like, yes. As soon as so, I was like, yeah, I, I already know where I'm going. Right. We're all up together. So I exactly. love it. And if you know, you guys are just back um, joining in. We have Deidre Washington here, an Hi. amazing IBCLC in the Tampa Bay area, doing great things. You know, um, I love that you hit on a point and I wanted to kind of ask you about that, about misconceptions or wrong information that's been put out there. What are some common misconceptions that you've been, that you've heard in your practice when it comes around breastfeeding? Yeah, um, the, one of the major ones is that breastfeeding hurts. Um, it's like the ones that are strong enough can get through it, but in actuality, breastfeeding should not hurt. If there is pain, that means you need help. Um, so, you know, that's like one of the number one things. Um, a lot of people think that they need a lot of stuff to breastfeed. Okay. They need the pump. They need this. They need the warming thing that vibrates and like all of this stuff. Um, and a lot of what I do is just kind of undoing that, like, help you figure out what you need and what's like specific for you and your your unique experience um so freeing parents of the burden of having to purchase a lot of things is one of the things that i i work with um and just being being the sounding board for them um because everybody's reading the internet and googling all the things um and we see for instance, like freezers full of milk. So a mom may think that she has to have a freezer full of milk before she goes back to work. Um, When in actuality, you don't, you just need enough to get through that day. And while you're at work, you pump and you bring home. And what you bring home is for the baby the next day. Um, Let's see. We talked about a couple of them, like the the whole formula thing, which one's better, which one's healthiest. and it's really unique for each and every person. So 
there's a place for formula, right? Yes. So I'm not, I don't demonize it. I don't say, you know, this is horrible thing. There is a, there is a place for it. There's mm -hmm. medical necessity sometimes. Um, but you know, the question of like, which one's the closest to breast milk? I love that one. Oh. If you Google, if you Google, <laughs> if you Google it, oh. there's going to be answers that pop up. Um, and you know, there's no formula that's close to breast milk. They at all, at all. And a lot of times people don't understand that's a marketing ploy. So marketing will say we're just as good or as best or as better than closest. breast milk. Or the Girl. closest to breast milk, I was like, how can you be closest by something that is made by my body that's made for my child specifically? You're mass mm -hmm. producing something, but mm -hmm. my body is making this specifically for this baby. Right. What you think, what you got is is great. And it's, it's not realistic at all. And it puts unrealistic, you know, thought processes on people. It, it, breastfeeding isn't supposed to, in my opinion, stress you out. Mm-mm. Like, and I find it interesting that you're saying so many people needed more stuff. I felt for me, that was the most realistic, that's the nicest part about it. I said, I don't need nothing. A, right. a boppy would be great, but I got all these pillows around the house. Exactly. The one on your bed works maybe better if you fold it up or, you know. <laughs> and I, I love that, especially like in the hospitals helping people. They're like, I don't have my boppy. I was like, oh girl, do you think you gonna have a boppy for real in real life right. all the time? It's not, I... it's not realistic. My thing is just like to simplify it all the way down. And if we need to add pieces, we can. That's like my whole thing. And, you know, I really draw strength from my personal experience with that, that I didn't want to have all that stuff. And I really trialed and errored. And there were things that were really useful for me. And then there were other things I'm like, why is this even being sold? So... <laughs> I, I, I find and I think that's really great that you are able to share that and then also that you've done it and yes. you you could be a great IBCLC and never breastfeed that, mm -hmm. that's fine but it's something yeah. about having someone who's like listen what I'm asking you to do is not something I haven't done myself yes and I remember when I supported families before I had babies um that little bit of judgment would like slip in just because i i didn't understand i did not have that experience girl now i'll be like that's how it is you know mm -hmm. like all the things that i said i i wouldn't do i do and you know just <laughs> really try to be transparent and and share with families that yeah i thought that way too and then i tried it this way and it's very freeing so i love it what are some great tips you would love to leave with the viewers are saying, hey, you're pregnant right now. You're about to have your baby or you just had your baby and you're trying to understand what mm -hmm. breastfeeding is about. And you don't have anyone around you who's either ever done it yeah. or the support you got in the hospital, which we're going to get the we, I want you to give us the advice and then we're going to come back to that because, you know, and that's I the know, whole show, man, that's, listen, yeah, the, the trauma people. So think of someone who came out the hospital, you know, the traumas that come from the hospital, from the lactation people mm -hmm. in the hospital. Mm -hmm. How what would you give them? Um, if hire an, an IDCLC. If you can afford it, hire it. It's good money to spend on a good one. Um, see if your insurance can cover it mm -hmm. um, because some I accept certain insurances um, and then there's free ones around. So even just searching on your Instagram or Googling and things like that, like where can you get free lactation help or an IBCLC, a black IBCLC, um, find that support um, because Dr. Google is going to give you every answer under the sun of what you're looking for. So get like specialized help, right? Cause even pediatricians, they are not experts in, in lactation. They can actually, I, I do a lot of, you know, undoing of what pediatricians say. So um, I'm the specialist, we're the specialist. This is what we do all day. We know mm -hmm. all the things. And if we don't, we're gonna point you in the direction of who does like, so that's number one. Um, if it hurts, get help. It should not hurt. Um, I tell people to tell the truth, share your experience. It helps other people. Um, so um, 
that can be in mom groups that can be in breastfeeding support groups get support mm-hmm. wherever you can um i think first and foremost i should have said is hire a doula <laughs> <laughs> that should be number one like you know i can't i come in the game yes i want to educate you prenatally but like a doula is going to help you know your choices mm-hmm. and to help you understand those choices and stand up for yourself and develop a birth plan um and you know there's um like you can leave a review Courtney, i'm sure you've heard of it the earth mm-hmm. app no actually i haven't heard of the earth app the earth app kimberly seals allers um, created a it's like a Yelp like review for black and brown people where they can share their experiences at um, medical sites or you know the care that they've gotten from medical providers and they can leave reviews so that other black people can read it and decide if that's the kind of care they want to go with um, Ooh, that's so yes awesome. I'll definitely make sure I um, drop that in the chat mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's part of sharing your experience so that other people are privy to it. So we can move like and shake how we need to. Our power is in our dollar. So let's not spend our money on these trash facilities and providers. Move Say it again. <laughs> Wait for the move. ones in the back. In the yes. back. In the back. Like, our power it. is in the pockets. So. Absolutely. Take your money. And I always explain to people, you know, if you want to get experience, you know, we put, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in, into a baby shower, which is great, but mm-hmm. putting money into someone being there with you. And I go over that. Mm-hmm. So what's your budget for when it's like, okay, do you want a doula? Do you plan to have an IBCLC? Do you right. want a postpartum doula? What are you looking for? And people are like, I don't even know what, what is this for? It's like, so that yes. you have all the best things that you need and also to incorporate that into if you're having a baby shower why not have people assist you in paying for these things you don't necessarily need 15 size zero onesies when you can put that into having someone who's going to come to your house Mm -hmm. be what you one-on-one for as long as it needs to take to make mm-hmm. sure that you're comfortable with breastfeeding or even more important, they're going to beat you at, meet you at the hospital before anyone else can traumatize you, touch you and be right. like, okay. And they're working with your doula and yes. how important that is to have someone that you're, what do you really want? Do you want a team of people who are going to level up on you? Yes. Or do you want a $10,000 baby shower? That part. Or, and it looks nice on Instagram and, you know, I click it twice and I keep scrolling and it's that one photo that you get and it's over. But like putting your money into things that actually matter, like the support, like all of that thing so that, you know, the pictures that you're taking, they might not be at the extravagant baby shower, but it'll be your baby thriving on breast milk or, you know, you getting the support that you need. So. Right. And then also you can still have a baby, a fabulous baby shower. You better talk to your creative friends. That friend who's starting her business, who does the decorum and everything right. else. So you can, you know, come, you know, make it a lot of great things. So also want to ask you in their community. So we are in the Tampa Bay area right now. Yes. So for you in our community, how do people find you? What are things are you're doing? You know, you've mentioned mom's groups and everything else. So what are you doing? How do people find you? They're like, I need this one. I need Deidre in my life. I need her to see me. How do they find you? How do they see you? So I am in these lactation streets all over the place. Um, I do a lot of things. I do own a private practice. It's called Love on Top Lactation, Mm -hmm. um, where I do in-home virtual phone lactation support. Um, I do accept certain insurances. You can find me on Instagram um, at loveontop underscore lactation. Um, Connect with me, send me DMs, send me funny memes. Um, I also work for what's called in this area, it's called Baby Cafe, Uh where I show up a few days a week and provide breastfeeding support for free for families. You got to come see me, but um, I'm available. Um, and there's new things on the horizon all the time. People, mm-hmm. I, you know, I love to collaborate. I love to move around and 
um, I like to speak and for people to see me and ask me questions. So if that's something that you would want, you can definitely reach out to me. You can email me. Um, what is my email address? Deidre at... <laughs> I was, I was like, about to check it for you. I was like, hold on. What is it? I have it right what here. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Um, hold on. Where, who, <laughs> what, what we got for you? We we, we got this. We're going to get it together. Yeah. Uh, um, Deidre at loveontopbirth.com. You can there you go. Me. Um, my contact information is on my website. You can text me. It's a real person. I would text you back. Um, and I do breastfeeding classes for just like I contract out for different places. So um, if you want to know where I'm at and where I'm teaching, we can definitely connect um, on that one. She's all over the place. She's in Tampa. I am. She's in Clearwater. She's going to be coming yes. to St. Pete. So, you know, Pete. You know we're getting her <laughs> over here in St. Pete. Because right. it's important that you know you have someone who can identify with and have a lactation class is so important. Like people take childbirth education classes, which right. is wonderful. And I super, you know, think they're great. I teach them, but it's something about having a lactation class. That's one of my tips too. take a breastfeeding class. Like mm -hmm. just do it to understand what's normal, what to expect. It, it frees you. It's like less scary when you're like, oh, this is normal. My baby's stomach is only this big and it's going to eat eight to 12 times a day. Like when you know that it's not scary when it happens. Absolutely. I think that's so important. I'm glad you brought that up because people don't understand what a baby's first born. Their tummy is the size of a cherry pit. That's like, it. It's so it's, small. It's so small. And the natural reflux of a baby is to suck. Mm -hmm. So people are like the baby's hungry. No, the baby, no. all they know how to do is suck. suck. They're yes. going to suck. And that's, that's what it is. It doesn't mean that they need to date or they'll be so excited. They Look, they took this whole bottle. Okay. Your yes. child's stomach is the size of a cherry pit. It's this little bitty belly. It takes much for them to even get to the size of a golf ball. So you've mm. overfed this baby and they're all swole up. And you're like, isn't this great? You're like... Mm. Right. And uh -huh. then we try to breastfeed that baby and your body's making the amount that it should make, but we've already told it that it needs this much. So it's, yeah, the education part mm -hmm. and just wrapping your mind around it and bringing a support person that can hear the information too, I think is important. Yes. So, because so, in our last few minutes, I do want to touch on that since we brought in, because I support people, we need to give them all the loves for yes. being fathers, partners, whoever is with you, loving you through this part process. How can a support people help with the breastfeeding process? Because a lot of times I've seen with black and brown people, the main reason they don't keep breastfeeding is because their husbands or birth or yep. person has a problem with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so the support person can can help that help their partner by like learning about breastfeeding alongside with alongside your partner. It's not something that they do, like you said, in the back room by themselves. No, it's a familial thing. It's eating like just how we eat a meal together. Partners should be there and involved. Um, can you feed the baby? not from your body but there's other you know there's other ways down the line and we talk about bottle feeding and things like that um so learn the information all of the things that the birthing person would normally be doing around the house for those first four to eight weeks like take that burden off of them mm -hmm. you know mom or the birthing person should not be cleaning and cooking and you know yes. worrying about all the things while they're trying to understand this relationship and get breastfeeding off to a good start. So just be the person that just steps in and takes most of that toll off of their plate. Um, I think that's beautiful and, and so important. And also uh, feed this breastfeeding person. Feed Listen, them. Feed them. They are hungry. People don't understand like you're a machine and the more that you're burning these calories stuff, you are, you think you were hungry when you were pregnant, when you're breastfeeding. And I get that's the main thing. Like, Courtney, I want to eat all the time. Yes. Right. Yes. You're burning calories. How can my partner help me? Take the plate, take the fork, feed her, literally, literally feed her while she's breastfeeding. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times that's the problem. We are like ravenously hungry because yes. 
you were, you're feeding, you're feeding, you're feeding, you're feeding, and you haven't fed yourself. So it's just that simple of holding my plate, putting food in my mouth, yes, giving drink me some me. water, drink me, give me the juice, literally. Give me water, all that. <laughs> All that, uh-huh, gave all that water. That's how them babies got here. Exactly, that. exactly, and, that part. But I, I feel like it's so important. And then that, like, partners need to know how important you are in the process. I know yeah. for both times for myself, I wish both of my spouses were more supportive with breastfeeding because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that hard, well, I can't do for the baby. All I get to do right. is the diapers. And I'm like, no, after I got done and fed and they're comfortable, I was like, now you hold them. Right. You hold the baby and you get exactly. to bond. This is your bonding time. Do skin to skin with them. Perfect. You know, you know, so I, one, I'm hungry. I want to eat. If you don't want to feed me, let me feed myself. Hold your baby. Right. Or so I can go take a shower. Take a know? nap, take a shower, brush my teeth, like take that burden off of them too. Um, if you don't have like in the very least, don't say anything harmful. Like if you can't find something nice to say, like, even things, yeah, baby's gonna eat again. Oh, here we go again. Or there's the, that's not helpful. And it makes the mom doubt herself and it just plants that little seed of doubt and it's not helpful. So Absolutely. tell her she's pretty, tell her she's doing a good job. Like things like that can be sweet. And it makes such a difference. And a lot of times partners don't mean to, but they don't understand. It's like if you've been able to live your life and do everything else and then you know, people don't understand with breastfeeding. Sometimes it's every two hours. Sometimes it's every hour and a half. Mm -hmm. You're feeding. And this is what it looks like for right now until right. they're older. And, you know, just being encouraging and keeping those encouraging words instead of saying, oh, is it time to feed again? And be like, hey, is it time for a snack for you, babe? Yeah. Completely different way of feeling that, you know, yeah. you ain't slept. You've been up every two hours. You'd be looking like this and then you go from that and you'd be looking like this. Right. And exactly. Like, and that's really important to have someone to be like, hey, you're still beautiful to me. Hey, you're doing mm -hmm. a great job. How do mm -hmm. I help you? How do I assist you? And, mm -hmm. you know, these are conversations as doulas we do, but I know as lactation, you guys are, I I have watched y'all come in there and be like, ah, 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 ah. I sat here 10 minutes and you have talked to her crazy right different times and you don't even yep. realize it go take yep. a walk and sometimes like, we gotta cut grandma off and be like mm -mm, that's not helpful that's wrong like <laughs> yes. oh grandma's be that's killing right. me they, and they mean well they do but it's they also do. that generational trauma of you know they're like well i didn't get to breastfeed my kids i had to go yes. do this and this and this and this and this just put a baby bottle in that baby mouth and keep it going but you have to understand what grandma's really saying what grandma's right. really saying is like, I don't want you to get too attached to this baby because something's right. going to happen to it. Mm -hmm. Or if something happens to it, or I to have my you. own, right. Or I have my own traumas about it. My sister breastfed like that. And then when she was hit by a truck, we couldn't take care of that baby the way, like I've heard stories like that. It's like, yeah. you know, my, my a family member, they solely breastfeed and then something happened to her and then the baby died too and trying mm -hmm. to help you. So when you can go through there and have those conversations, and if you're mm -hmm. planning to breastfeed, well, the best thing I tell you, whoever's gonna be your support people, make sure that they meet with your doula, your, your lactation person, breastfeeding class. Right. Everybody needs to be in that space so they know how to help yes. and how not to harm. Correct. So that's the part. That, that's always the thing. So. Deidre, it was amazing having you here this hour. You are always welcome to come back and, you know, throw, give some knowledge and yeah. things like that. It was so I can't believe fun. it's over. I know. <laughs> An hour goes super fast. <laughs> I love it. And to my people, thank you for tuning in. Remember, you are loved. You're empowered. You are amazing. And you are seen. And so until next week, Love you and nothing but grace. So thank you for being on According to Courtney. Until next time. Thanks, you guys.